All right. Um, it is November 9th, 2016. Um, this is going to be a rough one. <laughs> uh, with me again is my uh, colleague um, and Chris Hardwick clone, uh, Dr. Bill Muck. I'd like to say it's good to be here, Nick. I'm here and I'm drinking a nice uh, beer from Titletown Brewery at Johnny Blood Red, and that's that's about the only good thing that's happened today. All right. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm probably going to go through a, a few different ones today, so strap in, folks. Um, so I'm assuming you watch the whole thing. Every little bit of it, starting at like 6 o'clock until I stayed up through Trump's speech. Uh, and uh, and then actually couldn't sleep because there was so much trouble. And uh, <laughs> I actually listened to the BBC throughout the night. Uh, getting the world reaction to the election results, which 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 was actually very similar to the United States, where people are wondering like, how does this happen? Right. They were stunned. Uh, you'd hear hear Brits on BBC going like, how does this happen? And like, well, you had the Brexit. Yeah, well, I feel like you would be best suited yeah. to understand how this happens. But it was like around the world, except for in Russia, where apparently when they announced the results in the Duma, like people were cheering. You know? <laughs> Not because I don't think Russians. Like Donald Trump, I think, no, I think they so they just think it's fantastic that this happened in the United States. Oh right yeah, now, you know they the, the U.S. is consumed uh, with Trumpism, and we're gonna leave <laughs> leave Russia to do whatever it wants to do. So. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure that'll happen, but yeah, it's it's a nice thought. Yeah, um, yeah, I was, and I I regretted doing this the minute that I I started doing it. Um, I stayed up till probably a little before uh, he took Pennsylvania. Okay. And then decided, you kind of know what's going to happen. So That's... you knew, like, Pennsylvania. Yeah, by, by, yeah, by that point, the writing was on the wall. Well, at that point, Fox News had already projected him to be, you know, like, 300 electoral votes. Yes. <laughs> okay, I mean... <laughs> we, that was an on-campus event. We had three TVs. We had a big screen CNN, and then we had a Fox and MSNBC going, mm -hmm. without the volume on those two, on the cable news. And Fox kept putting up, they were calling states way ahead of everybody else. So they called Wisconsin early. They, they were called, right about all of them. They were absolutely right. Uh, Florida early. Uh, uh, CNN and MSNBC were so reluctant to call Florida. But it oh felt like God. if you were watching Fox, the, the wave hit and then it slowly seeped out to yeah. CNN and MSNBC. So it was, yeah. But by Pennsylvania, actually, when Ohio and then ultimately Florida. Oh, it was done. You knew yeah. that uh, she had uh, just like she was running out of ways to to, to get to two seventy. Yeah, um, I was flipping to, I think it was CNN. It might have been MSNBC, but yeah. once um, stuff started coming, it started coming in from not even started coming in, but pretty much when Ohio was called and Florida was done, I would flip over to them. And they're literally going like county by county on yes. the big board, going, well, you know, we're still expecting a few more to come in here, and you know, this one, and there's, you know, supposed to be a good, you know, there's a few people on this street that probably haven't voted. This like you're just grasping at straws. They were Car Carl Rove four it years was, ago. The guy I can't think of his name now. The guy on CNN who literally spends all year learning all the counties mm -hmm. and studying the previous ones, like zooming in on, okay, here's the number here, here's what's coming in. Um, yeah, and it was just it was clear that. She was down in all of these states. I mean, she was down in Pennsylvania. She was down in Florida. 
And in Ohio, you just felt like it was going to happen. You could feel this wave, yeah. like this national wave that was playing out. It was bizarre. I have yeah. never seen anything like that in my life. I haven't, especially given how all the pollsters, all the pundits, all the data suggested she was going to win. Right. And even that morning, you were seeing a lot of people talk that it could be an early evening. Uh-huh. That if she won Ohio, she won Pennsylvania, that we... And I was great, because I hate staying up late. Right? I was like, <laughs> I was thinking I can be in bed by 10 o'clock, life will be good, mm-hmm. and then it it just lingered and rolled on and on and on. Well, by the end, by the time mm-hmm. I, I decided to, to call it quits, it was, okay, well... Now it's to the point where they're just being ridiculous and they want people to stay up watching and they're going to wait to post anything until tomorrow morning or something like that. And there was one way where if – I'm trying to remember if she if she had won Michigan, if she had Rhode Island. There was a one way where it would get to 269, 269. Yeah. And for about half an hour, all the networks held on to that. Right? Yeah. Okay, we can talk about this and go into the house and then – then she lost Michigan. I was like, okay, no, this uh, is the beginning of the end. Uh, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. Um, did you by chance see that um, the New York Times uh, the forecast predictor thing that yes. they had? Yes. Oh, so, is it shifting? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the engine was overheating. It was, and I, I'm trying to remember what they had it at early. Nate Silver had it at what seventy or eighty percent that she was likely to win. Yeah. And I don't know where the New York Times, but the needle just went one side to the oh, it other. It did it so early too. Yes. And like it was it was amazing how early that it went from all right, well it was it really realistically when it started, it was a little bit tipped towards him to begin yeah. with. And then I, I think it was even before Ohio and Florida, it was seventy five percent of yes. the way towards him. At one point I was we were at this event and it went to sixty six percent to Trump and I hadn't seen it. Mm. It all in Trump, and then we're the, a bunch of us were handling the phone around. Is this right? Is this right? Is this sixty six? It said she's going to lose. I mean, this is wrong. This is, yeah. And that's kind of when you could feel panic start to spread. Yeah. Uh, or I mean, for some panic and others joy, right? You could feel, yeah. you could hear cheers, and the videos or the the, the, the pictures of both camps. Oh god. So the you know the Trumpsters that were so excited in their red hats, and you could feel the joy there, yeah. and then you could just the the sorrow at oh Clinton headquarters. <laughs> Was, it was overwhelming to yes, try to watch. for the ten people that were left there by the end. Oh, yeah, and then Podesta comes out and tells everybody to go home. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get the candidate. Everybody no, go home. sorry. Um, yeah. That was, <laughs> you don't get the candidate. It was it was such great theater, though. I mean, it's, it, you just could feel the tension, and then, you know, they'd call they'd call California, and, okay, well, there's still hope, and it was back and forth. And yeah. I don't even remember. I was thinking back to Bush Gore. I don't remember it being that... One way and then another. It felt like you didn't have information, but this right. was Clinton is going to win, and then slowly the momentum building, and then suddenly it was inevitable that Trump was going to do well, it. Well, that's the thing, and you know, I'm I'm not a doomsayer, or conspiracy theorist, or anything like that, but literally every model, every pundit, every yeah. poll yeah. was wrong. Yeah, every single one. Everybody. Of them. So how is that even physically possible? And how do they go forward? How do the pollsters go forward with any sense of credibility? Right. They had them on late in the evening. I was flipping, you know, like you, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and they were interviewing them. And they all kept coming back to the same thing. Like, oh, it was all within the margin of error. Like, no. Was it? No. No, I don't think it <laughs> even was. Even technically, you can't, you can't give us numbers to say it is going to be Clinton and it might be big. And then miss the fact that he's going to run the table on the upper Midwest. Nobody... Nobody thought he was going to get Wisconsin or Michigan. This was 
This was totally unexpected. And I mean, he got I, Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and Ohio and Florida. Right. All of those that and he almost got Minnesota. He almost got Minnesota. I mean, going back to like Reagan, the only one he didn't I mean, was it was it uh was that eighty four? The wave when Reagan won everything but Minnesota. Yes. Like Minnesota always mm-hmm. goes Democratic. Right, right, right. And he almost stole Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This is it, I, I have yet to see an election like that. That was just well, stunningly I mean, painful. <laughs> <laughs> some some would argue that. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. Or, yeah, celebratory. Or, or, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know, you've been teaching political science your entire career. And, you know, I, I know all the professors here and yeah. know where they're kind of aligned. How do you... How do you teach proper political modeling at this point, at least in presidential elections? Right. I, I think that whole field has to be broken down, and, and they have to reconceptualize what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it – I mean, I think the pollsters are doing what pollsters do. It may be that the American public is just in a different place now. Maybe polls don't capture where people are voting. You know, I don't know if it was Trump supporters who were reluctant – to show that support, and that's why they were missing it. But when they got to the voting booth, they were. I'm sure that was part of it. Part of it. Yeah. Uh, and want to be labeled racist or homophobes or yes. you know anything like right. that that I, they were being labeled. You know, you see fewer. You know, where we live now, I, uh, going back four years, you saw a lot of Mitt Romney signs, mm-hmm. and this year we haven't seen as many Trump signs. I mean, it was it's, it's telling. So maybe that's part of it. I think Clinton underperformed uh, with a lot of core constituencies, and I think there's there's questions. The demo. Both parties are teetering on crisis, but I think the Democrats will be the first one uh, to crack and then figure out: Was it Clinton? How did? Why didn't African Americans show up in greater numbers? Why did Trump win? I think he won almost twenty-five percent of the Latino vote. Yeah, this is a guy who's talking about building a wall, uh-huh. and suddenly uh, he's he's doing better with Latinos than Romney did. I I mean, people say that, and mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason. I don't find it that complicated. Yeah. It's, I think those are the people that have gone through the process. Sure. That have become citizens and don't like the idea of amnesty for people that didn't. didn't pro- no, that, that, that might be it. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't, I, I don't understand why that's so difficult for people to yeah. understand. And I know that's just the theory, but yes. there is, when you're being told by the federal government that we need to accept these people as citizens and yeah. Obama is telling people illegal illegal aliens right. undocumented immigrants sure. pardon pardon right. my my phrasing that they shouldn't be fearful of going to vote that's a severe problem it would have been a much lower percentage if illegal immigrants would have could voted right and that would well, have yeah. shifted things but it's um, just it's just the the audacity that they have that yeah. you're going to discount this legitimate population that really busts their ass that you know they're extraordinarily hardworking people and it was and, and also and you wonder whether the Clinton camp took that for advantage just assumed because Trump was using this this anti-hispanic language talking about building a wall calling them rapists and murders that well we don't have to do anything to nurture that community no, i think she thought she had it in the bag yeah. she had latino she had black she yeah. had every other minority and yeah. every other smaller constituent in the bag but all trump had was white males white males uh, but then those 
those those groups didn't perform as well. I mean, Obama did much better uh, than uh, than Clinton did, and Trump did better than Romney did, which is yes. again all that's interesting because she's a bridge troll. She's not likable at all. But here's the thing: neither are likable. But Trump still wins, right? It's it's a different kind of unlikable. Yeah. Like she is, and I heard this a bunch of times. She is like the ultimate mother-in-law. Mm. She's just the most unlikable, <laughs> just conniving, passive-aggressive person that you'll ever meet. And he says stupid shit. Yeah. But it's kind of encourageable. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. just uh, whatever. No, it's different, and there's there's definitely some gender stuff that plays into that. You know, I I'm always the hatred among Republicans for Hillary Clinton is a bit startling for me because I think in many ways she she's almost a Republican at least on defense policy, right? Not on, I agree. Not on domestic policy. That's you know, she, but she's still, I still think she's more centric there. But you know, Republicans. I like your metaphor, but I kind of think of her. She's like Kale, right? Republicans should look at her, Kale, like, we know we should like her. She's good for us, but we just can't stomach her. There's something about about that. She gives us gas. Right? <laughs> because you know, in terms of foreign policy, she's going to be a good hawk. But no, that, that uh, there's the likability factor wasn't there. And that showed up in white women who voted uh, for Trump at, what, 50-some percent as yeah. opposed to Clinton. So mm-hmm. he wins white women. Uh, she wins other categories of women, but that that was startling as well. That the yeah. gender dynamic was not significant for white women, and that's why I don't think you can necessarily. When people say that it's you know she, we needed a female president. And she was the best one to do it. Yeah, this wasn't about a female president or the fact that she was a woman. This was uh, a rebuke of the establishment yeah. all the way around for exa- yeah it was a change election and mm-hmm. for yeah for those 52% or whatever of white women that voted for Trump gender didn't matter right that mm-hmm. or at least if if it did there were other elements that were more important to them whether yeah. it was the security or whatever it was yeah that was interesting and i think the same thing for latino even though she does well with them mm-hmm. there was a segment other that said no we you know we're not simply going to vote for you yeah. because Trump's going to build a wall yeah yeah Stunning well, uh, yeah. results. Yeah. I, I mean, I and especially when it was coming down to the wire, um, prior to the election, you know, he was still out there amongst yeah. voters. Yeah, she was doing concerts with Bon Jovi right. and Katy Perry and Madonna and shit. They were like, she's not approachable. She's not a human being. No, she was. She was using surrogates. She was using. Uh, uh, using Obama and Michelle Obama, especially right. that last night with uh, with uh, yeah Bon Jovi and the boss. The boss was there too, mm-hmm. and I don't know if Bruce Springsteen oh. still has. The, no, I love the boss; he's great. But <laughs> stop he's calling not, him the boss. He's not a closer. No, he's not. And Bon Jovi was no better either. I mean, there's got to be no. you know, Jay Z. That was all right. Uh, although, was like, it? yes, it was. That was smart. Although Trump did not like Jay Z. No. Did you hear his comments like Jay Z has bad language? Yeah. yeah. Well, realistically, like he. Mm-hmm. In if you're gonna look at the careers of those two people, yeah. Trump and Jay Z, who do you think has said more derogatory shit about women in their lives? It's, it's a close race. It's oh a bad. God. Race. <laughs> Come on, man. It's just unreal. I, and I I think that's it. They just came off as so arrogant and out of touch with what people were thinking and feeling, and they had no desire to really get into the mix and and yeah. figure out what that that missing component was. It, and they, they're they just 
like they're they're not approachable. Yeah. They they can't relate to anyone. And you see that when you compare the Clintons or specifically Hillary Clinton to Obama and how he performed. I mean, he connected, and when he's on the campaign trail, you forget how good he was at that. I mean, he oh, just yeah. he can work a room and get energy going. And even that last night in. Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, Obama comes in and just lights up the room. Everybody's energetic, and then she came in. It was much more serious and not nearly as fun, right? I wanted more Obama plus yeah. Clinton that night. Yeah, um, yeah. No, there's a lot of reasons. I'm guessing the Democrats are going to be turning on each other in the next couple weeks. Oh, God, and... be so fun! <laughs> this is going to be the funnest four years. <laughs> four, four to eight. Years. Fun. I, you know, it, it will be. That was the. It was giving me a little bit of. Solace last night. I said that it's it's going to be entertaining to watch Trump and yeah, you know it's it's this balance between before it burns down, you're going to enjoy yourself. I know, I know. I think it's going to burn, Nick. I think it's all going to burn. <laughs> I was thinking last night, and there was this book by Ronald Wright that I assigned to my students: a uh, uh, short history of progress. And he looks back at human history and what humans have done in moments of crisis. And basically, when humans are faced with danger, if there's a cliff ahead, they just run full speed off the cliff. And that's what it felt like last night with the American, like, it was like, everybody's like, Trump's going to destroy everything. Like, this is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it is, it was, again, just a stunning turn of events. I, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, what does this do for Obama at this point? Like in my opinion, his legacy is in the shitter. He's he's in trouble, right? Yeah. And and so I'm guessing last night they said that there was shock, there was sadness, and for, rightfully so because you think about it now, the Republicans also won, took control of both the Senate and the House, right? So Obamacare, uh, that that could be gone unless Republicans decide that strategically it's not good to do that. Right. Supreme Court, uh, so many things can quickly. Be overturned. Mm-hmm. I think. I think they have to be devastated, uh, and what, probably angry at Clinton as well to say like, "Why couldn't you close this deal?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I, I mean, realistically, what, the only real change that there's been is in the presidency. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's not a drastic change in the House or the Senate. No, that's right. Um, so, I can't imagine that there would be a lot of major policy changes. No. At least for the first year or so <laughs> that's well that's that's a really good question so i think yes the democrats are going to have their own cathartic moment and my guess is the clintons are gone i think even bernie sanders is probably gone right you've got to yeah. go younger you've got to go more exciting dynamic you've got to find somebody like your next obama like the young up-and-coming person yes. who's going to mobilize young people because that's what what killed them mm-hmm. i'm also excited to watch the republicans mm-hmm. because trump wins and and Paul Ryan comes out today and says this is great news, right? And we're gonna you know, work hand in hand, right? We're gonna get it done. But you know that there's like bubbling tension underneath there, and and so conservatives, you know, like not Republicans, but like the conservative wing, how do they handle this? And it, that uh, I think there might be some some really fun behind the scenes politics that plays out there. I know. Ryan's gonna end up face down in a pool somewhere. <laughs> he's got a bad job. I mean, it's just terrible because now he's gonna have to balance both those wings of the Republican Party yeah. and they don't like each other. He doesn't like Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, uh, it even even if you think about all of the stuff that Trump said in the campaign, 
is he going to follow through on that? So do, do, do we, any of them follow through on ninety percent of this stuff? No, that but think about, about like his supporters were so mobilized. Like the wall, there's got to be something. He's got to do some. It's got to be some kind of wall, right? Even if it's like a little wall that's just a photo op, he's got to do something. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he wouldn't do anything that would be that would be suicide. Right. So but I, I, I mean, realistically, I, I could easily see him going. Yeah, we're going to build sections of, of wall and, you know, the, the worst areas are the most likely areas for yeah. crossings and then boost border security and we're going to introduce these technologies so and whatnot. And, yeah. I mean, I realistically, he, he's not a dumb guy. No, like, he not. knows a wall's not going to do anything. He's not a dumb guy. He's not really interested in policy specifics. No. Okay. But, um, yeah, so, and, and will his supporters push him in one way that the more conservative wing, like Ryan, Ryan has to think about the long-term implications for the Republican Party uh, and whether that means, you know, repealing Obamacare, which I, I, don't, I don't know if that, I wonder if they're... I think that would be suicide for them, too, without having something else in place. That's exactly right. And in some ways, when they kept passing all that legislation before to repeal Obamacare, they knew they were safe. Mm -hmm. They knew they could do it because either the Senate would stop it or Obama would veto but they, it. Yeah, they placated their constituents. Right. But you pull, you pull health care away from 20 million people, then suddenly that's, that's a, a little problem. more complicated. You get some, some angry people. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I am interested. I'm also interested, like, on the, the foreign side, does he tear up the Iran nuclear accord? The Paris uh, climate so. change accord, like mm. what happens with NAFTA? Does he just? I mean, presidents can just stop that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and what happens to the business community? I think they're a little uh, concerned about how that all plays out. So I think they're concerned, but I mean, even immediately after or during the uh, during election night, what the market futures were down like seven hundred points, yeah. and they've already bounced back. Yeah. It's fine. That, that is, it's that fine. Was, yeah, like you saw that hit. Like everybody was freaking out. Global markets dipped. And I don't know what what caused them to stabilize. Maybe his speech. His speech last night was very calming. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, it's not him campaigning. Yeah. He has to surround himself with other people to do the job with him or for him. Yeah. I, I mean, they have to know that he's not going to go down there himself and start building a wall. Right. Like, it's not... No. He's not the guy. He needs... Right. He needs... That, that, for me, the next most, I don't know, interesting step is who's the cabinet? And mm. does he... Does he let Paul Ryan get in his ear and say, okay, let's go get some of the most talented conservative thinkers out there? Or do we get Giuliani? Do we get Chris Christie? Do we get oh, Newt Gingrich? God. No, this is, this is what was leaked last week. Mm. Um... Gingrich, I don't know if Gingrich was like Secretary of State and Giuliani, Attorney General. Could you imagine? Oh, oh my God. Giuliani has some grudges. Suddenly <laughs> <laughs> he's the top. Uh, and uh, and Chris Christie, I mean, talk about a guy whose political career was saved last night. Uh, oh, God. He yeah. was done. I mean, he. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he would have been gone forever. So if, if Trump goes with that more, like those who've supported him. I think it could be really disasterville. Yeah. But if he if he goes with those more traditional conservative, you know, people at Treasury and State and all that, I, I think it'll be less catastrophic than some people are saying. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be just this complete upheaval of who would be part of the system. I don't. He's again. I don't think he's a dumb guy. No, I think not. he's bombastic. Yes. and kind of a shithead sometimes. Yes, yes. but I don't think he's dumb. Doesn't and he like knows. Minorities, no, no, not at all. Muslims, or... no, no. I, I mean, right. really. We have to step back and say, you're right. He is smart enough to. I mean, he 
And whether it was dumb luck or whether he recognized this, he saw that there was a segment of American society that felt alienated, pissed off, disconnected from the economic and political system. Uh, and he created a campaign to speak to those people. Right. I mean, he found a way of mobilizing angry white men, right? Yeah. Uh, and and we thought, like, you know, we were talking last time, we thought that the angry white men angle was, we'd squeezed enough out of that, that there wasn't enough, you couldn't win another election. There's a little bit of hate yeah, left in that right. tank. Yeah. This is, now, this may be the great last stand of the angry white man, but <laughs> he found a way to do it. Yeah. And, and that is that is telling and... It is I, somewhat of a, a revolution. I mean, it's, and you know, I'm, I'm not an angry, white guy. I'm just a white guy, um, but, you know, over the past eight years, you really feel like something has changed where you're now the problem, mm -hmm. and the fact that, that I mean, people who have historically, you know, built the country. I, and I'm not saying that that's not yeah. really what's going on currently, but you're not going to tell us that we're the problem or we're the cause of all all racism and sexism, yeah. and we're the idiots who are who are you know realistically you need to get out of the process. Yeah. Whose ever father that was, um, the the stupid actress um, on Girls, um, the ugly one. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Her yeah. dad said that whatever um, straight white men need to step aside and let you know other people oh, yeah, take yeah, the yeah. reins yeah. now. Um, but um, no, it is it is it is interesting to see that. And and again, I, while I will condemn all of Trump's racism and bigotry and anti-Islamic rhetoric, the people that he connected with certainly feel real angst and real disconnect to the political system and. And I think it's fair to say that the Washington elite and, and most of us, you know, living in suburbia, live, you know, with our wonderfully manicured lawns, like we were, we we're not thinking about that America. And he no. was savvy enough to connect with them. And now, like the the racism stuff was not good, but no, but it, you know, you blend those together, and that uh, that was a really it, it got people angry and it motivated them, and it it it, it wasn't he didn't win by a little bit. I mean, he won. It wasn't. A, I can't say landslide because it was still somewhat close, but but it was. He trounced her in yes, a few areas across yeah. all those states yeah. that were Democratic strongholds. Yeah. This is a big, big deal. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, with that, it's. And I don't even think it was necessarily just to upend the political system. I think people really felt that society was going yeah. in the wrong direction. I mean, when was the last time that uh, police and civil servants like that were were villainized to the the extent that they are now, that's a problem. It is a problem. It's and it's and the my, my what I think about is whether I don't know if Trump is equipped to solve those problems. I think he correctly identified this is a group that feels disconnected right. and they can help me get elected. I don't know. I mean, he's he's probably not going to have a good relationship with the Black Lives Matter movement, right? No, not There's, at all. That's not going to happen. But be. but you're right that uh, I'm sure that police feel much better today knowing that there's somebody who's thinking about law and order and yeah. reflecting their interest. I don't necessarily think he's going to solve the problem either, but yeah. I know he's not going to put up the front that Obama has mm. and made it seem like, he, you know, we're 
We're, yeah. I'm leading this ship, but I, 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 right. I got you guys. Well, and maybe, maybe the deeper problem is we've got too many pissed off groups within the country. Yeah, it's not good. It's you got Black Lives Matter, which I think have legitimate concerns and anger and frustrations, and you also have you know the the angry white man who honestly has been disconnected, and and whether you're talking about factory jobs that have left or simply. A, a world that is very different for them, like things that are changing around them, an increasingly diverse world, all of those motivations are, are genuine, and I don't know, this is, it's tough. It's going to be tough for us. It's going to be hard for him, and I think midterm elections are going to be brutal uh, because it's going to be difficult to get things done. I, I, like, I don't know. Like, I, you think it'll be more, you think he can get stuff done? I, I hope that he can get stuff done. Yeah. I'm not going to be... I, like I can't be a doomsayer and no. right now and just say that, you know, things are. It's it, it, there's going to be a major shift. Like we know that already. We don't right. know anything at this point. We are completely in the dark. That's a fair point because I think we, especially, well, actually, I, I was thinking on the foreign level, everybody's freaking out. What's happening internationally? What does it mean for all these global issues? And they're saying that the world is being nah. transformed, but we don't know yet. He may get in there and say like. I'm not that interested in this. Right. And maybe he says to Pence, like, this is all I really wanted. Right. I wanted to be president. You handle all the nuance. I'll give some good speeches. Right. Uh, I could easily see him being an absentee president. It, it, which it is fine. Happen. Get the fucking government out of everything that we're doing. Sure. I mean, at least in to the extent that the current administration does. Because yeah. they're very nitpicky about... <laughs> how they get involved. Well, and I wonder, like, if he, thinking about free trade, I mean, he ran on a campaign to say free trade is, is killing the American worker, we need to move away from that. He can't push too much. If he says, like, let's bring out the eraser and get rid of NAFTA, business will be be a little, will be there quickly to say, like, Donald, not such a good idea. Right. and he's a businessman. Yeah. He, he made a, a tremendous amount of money because of NAFTA, I'm right. sure. But and, and it's likely that whoever he puts in those cabinet positions, whether it's Treasury or whatever will be business people who are not likely to say, hey, Donald, let's put up trade barriers. Right. Uh, so, all right, now that, now that we're talking, I'm feeling better about this. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of, you know, right. tamping down the crying and, mm. you know, the, the anger. A lot of crying today, a lot of crying. Yeah, a lot yeah. of crying. Yeah. Um, what about, I mean, going into the foreign policy. Yeah. What do you think... His his first. How does he handle that? Like I, I mean, yeah. especially in regards to, you know, tech, Afghanistan and yes, Iran right. and. So the initial wave of stuff that came out today after the election was fear that he is going to reverse this sense of internationalism that has defined U.S. foreign policy since World War II. Like we've always said, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, America should be a strong force internationally. And he ran on a campaign of saying, like, no NAFTA, no NATO, or, re you know, reviewing NATO, uh, don't want to get any wars. So but boosting the military. Right, exactly. Right, you know, make America strong again, but keep them here. So there's fear that he's going to be retrenching the American global perspective. I think the, the two telling relationships will be Russia and Iran. Yeah. So does he look to have some kind of conversation with Putin? Right. That that's big. He has to, and I want to be in that room when that oh, happens. Oh my god! <laughs> Putin will. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think Trump is a dummy, but Putin is so gonna manipulate him. You know, it's yeah, just. Yeah, he, yeah. I think Putin is like another level of sinister. 
So, what is the nature of that relationship? Do because Pence clearly does not like Russia and sees Russia as a kind of a just a thug internationally. But Trump has said like he appreciates he appreciates Putin and 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 I think subtly appreciates his authoritarianism. Right, this idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm a strong leader. Yeah, yeah. Hate the hate the uh, the game, not the player. Right. It's good. Oh no, yeah. hate the hate the hate, hate the, the player, not no, the no, game. You're hating the game, right? No, hate the you player, not the game. No, you're right. Is yeah. it? So one Putin, of those Putin's sports analogies yeah, I don't right. know about. The, Whatever. You this know. is a good thing this isn't a sports podcast. No. Yeah. No. Um, so how does he handle Russia? What happens there? Does he reach out? Uh, and again, that could be another thing that will rile up certain conservatives who are not going to like this. And then how does he handle the Iran agreement? If he tries to, if he tries to dismantle that, it would be good for his base but internationally, like, feathers ruffled all over the place, right? That is one of those deals where you, you can't undo that and then redo it quickly. Like, Russia's going to be like, nope, we're not interested. Iran, Iran even, I think I think the, the president tweeted today, like, please keep it in place, right? This is good for everybody. Uh, the EU won't. They're scared shitless. That's, yeah. that's positive. It is positive. That's it a is, net positive. This is like the Nixon <laughs> strategy, right? You know, actually the Nixon and to some degree like the, the Bush, but really Dick Cheney strategy. Like, he's crazy. He'll do anything. Mm. Uh, and it works for a while. So, yeah, I, I it's hard to say because he was so, he, he refused to give specifics on things. What is he going to yeah. do in Afghanistan? I don't think he's thought about it yet. I don't, I think, don't think so either. No. What is he going to do about ISIS? Other than... What was this? He's going to bomb the shit out of him. Other than that, like that's all we know about how he's going to handle ISIS. Hey, but they're just the JV team for, right. of, of terrorists. You know who was cheering the uh, Trump victory last night was ISIS, right? Oh, I'm sure is, they were. This is like a great propaganda tool for them to say. <laughs> you know, in some ways they they feed off each other. Trump is is gains with the fear of ISIS, and ISIS loves having such a an easy target in Donald <clears throat> Trump. So um, yeah, I I I don't. I don't necessarily know if he could be as ineffective against that organization as ineffective as we're being right now. If that sentence was really redundant, we I'm are, sorry, I'm one beer in. Nick, we are droning people left and right. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, I agree. But that's that doesn't that that strategy yeah. clearly is not working. It has not worked. It's one of those things where you know I think it. it <clears throat> Clinton and Obama are very different. Clinton, I mean, Obama does not want to get another war in the Middle East, and he says, "I'll use drones. I'll do this." You know, somewhat you know morally complicated practice of just droning people, but I'm not going to put boots on the ground. I think Clinton likely would have put boots on the ground against ISIS. She's, I could have seen that. Yeah, she's yeah. a hawk, uh, and she's more hawkish than I think Trump would be. Trump's yeah. rhetoric was over the top, but right. I mean, he also talked about the dangers of war, and right. So, you know, it, it's also entirely possible that he talks this very aggressive game about foreign policy, and when he gets in office, basically everything stays the same. Mm-hmm. You know, Russian policy, policy stays the same. They review the Iran Accord, and he comes out and says, "You know what? At this time, we're going to leave it be, and maybe it's not so bad." Right. Um, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe so it's not bad. so bad. <laughs> oh. It, uh, it's, you know, the parallels to the, the Brexit are overwhelming. And, and, you know, this idea that, you know, in Britain, you know, nobody wants, you know, when it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. And then it happens. Uh, and I think that was the same dynamic here. Nobody yeah. saw this happening until it happens. And then it's going to take us a couple of weeks to figure out how we move forward. Yeah. Um, it is somewhat telling that the market's freaked out and then stabilized today. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, again, like, it's not... It's not him. He's not a king. Like yeah. it's and, and you know, and it's stupid that I even have to say this because yeah. we're 
you know, we know political science. Right, and it's right, just, it's just Oh, and it's, institutions matter, and they constrain individuals. And even if he's got a unified government, within those institutions, there are going to be constraints put on him and what he can do. I think back to when Obama came in office, 08, he had all Democrats, and they didn't get anything done. Yeah, so it'll be similar. Lots of people on both sides of the aisle hate him. Yeah, right. No, right. That's, that's, that's true. Right. Yeah. It's not, he, he's not getting carte blanche to do whatever he wants oh, now. You know those Democratic senators are just... Plotting their, uh, you know, the, how they're going to slow. Oh, they're going to be the most evil oh, the, the pieces of shit on oh, the planet. It's going to be, and I think they are the last line of defense for Democrats right now. Right. It's like you have to, liberals, you have to stop. You know, whatever is going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, does this <laughs> kind of bookending this? Yeah. I guess. Do you? <laughs> What does this do? What does this say about faith in the system? Is this a reaffirmation of faith in the system? Or is it completely split down party lines and it's either the system works and it works really well or this is just bullshit and people are dumb? Great, great question. My sense is that on the left, they're not happy with the system. Mm-hmm. They're not happy with the primary system that produced Clinton. So true liberals, like the Bernie Sanders liberals, are not pleased with the system. They're not pleased with the Electoral College. They're not pleased that they keep losing these elections even though they win the national vote. And on the right, I don't think there's full faith in the system either, right? I mean, the no, that group that, that gave Trump all this power, it's populist and it's quasi-authoritarian, right? It's this idea that, I mean, not authoritarian in the terms of like a true dictator, but this group was willing to give Donald power, right? He goes around and he says, your world sucks, let me help you fix it. I mean, he even says, like, I'm the only one who can give me that power. And a lot of people said, absolutely. I'm tired of the process. I'm tired of the political gridlock. Donald, go fix it. Um, So I I think there's... Last night I was thinking a lot about this is a crisis for democracy globally. Uh, Because you're seeing this populism play out in Europe. Mm-hmm. You saw the Brexit. Now you're seeing in the United States, like democracy, is not had a good couple of years. But those are two very different models of populism. Like in Europe, there's a history of yeah. that going very, very poorly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really poorly. Right. I I don't necessarily see that kind of just. I don't want to say negativity because it's a bad word to describe it. Um, yeah, no, that, uh, um, that... Oh, God, this should be like a three-beer thing. This should, angst or this frustration. I mean, it's just like the, the pissed-offness at the system. Yes, yeah. pissed-offness yeah, is a good one. A good word, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, in the end, I, I think they're... I think people just want change. It's not that they don't want the political process to... Yeah work they they think the institutions can they yeah. just don't think they can in their current form and as long as some of the rhetoric is moderated yeah so if we see some of the racists and some of the bigotry some of those angles if those are tamped down i think you're right it's 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 a minor crisis and you move forward right. and democracy does what it does right so somebody's in power and then somebody else is in power and we look back historically and we'd say like that wasn't particularly pretty but it was just one of our blips. Right. If the if you can't put the genie, like the racist genie, back in the bottle, then it's a little bit more dangerous. So if the Islamophobia, if those angles continue to play out, then I'm a little more worried about it. How um, much do you think that really played into people's opinions, though? Because pretty much every person that I talked to yeah. that was supporting Trump, it was about economics, 
and security. Not necessarily from Muslims or, you know, a specific racial group or minority. It was the fact that they were being told what they can and can't do. The middle class was being shit on constantly. And they wanted to be able to make their own way. I I think that's, for a lot of the Trump supporters, that's that's a big component of it. And I think even for those who race was an element, it's still... They might be good people who are just uncomfortable with the, the rapidly changing racial demographic environment. Right. right. So I mean, we were talking off air about uh, the Minnesota, the Somali community, and how quickly that animated people and how angry they were. And, and Trump traveled to kind of play up that angle to say, like, oh, it's these Somalis are connected with ISIS. Uh, and, and for the most part, I think, you know, Minnesotans, I've, we've got family. They're, they're good people, right? Right. They're, you know, they like the cold and all that, but otherwise they're oh, yeah. fine. Um, and and so there's this this anger about the world. Like every time we do this podcast, there's why is there always somebody dying or know. a car accident or something always is going on. And so you're right. I there are there there it doesn't have to be as pernicious. Now the fact that the Ku Klux Klan is very excited about his election, like that's that's not good. Yeah, but they. I mean, you knew they were gonna poke their heads up somewhere, and it had to be on his side. Oh, they were gonna go goodness. support Hillary. This is what? like this is the dream candidate for them. Right. But, but he could take some steps to separate himself from that. If I, he, I mean, he he did. He said he he, he denounced a, that a little, a little denounced. Right. Well, whatever. <laughs> what what is he gonna do? Mm. He's gonna get on TV and go fuck you guys. He could have said like I don't really I could I'm also do some research on David Duke right you don't that's the, that's the wrong answer right you say like David Duke is bad uh, if he again if he moderates that message and genuinely tries to pull parts of the country together and I don't think he can pull everybody together like there's there's gonna be segments of the society that are just not gonna recognize him as president which yeah. again was similar with Obama there were segments very of the similar American, yeah and I, I don't think we can get beyond that no uh, but I, I don't I, I think that the moderating force it's it, it, even if it isn't him the American people wouldn't allow it to get to that point like it, 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 for as much good. shit yeah. as we give yeah you know, whatever side you're on, sure. and you think the other side is completely out of control. In the end, I think our culture and our society has the ability to realize, all right, this is getting a little fucked up. Yes. We need to band together and you know say something about this. I think both at the public level and in the institutional level. No, I think that's right. There's a sense, you know, you, I, thinking of the Vietnam War. At some there's at some point where the public was like, nope, this is messed up. We're gonna stop. Same thing with Afghanistan. Right. Which is, there reached a point where the public was awakened, right? And usually right. you have to awaken us because we're sleeping or playing video games. But that happens. And then the institutions. Our democracy gets nothing done. That's but correct. But it's really good at preventing stuff from getting done. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's... And in some ways that's frustrating because you... Whatever your agenda might be for politics, it's not going to happen. Right. But we're really good at preventing bad stuff from happening. Yeah. And yeah. as much as people think that this is a rapid change that the system can't handle, yeah. it's really not. I mean, it, yeah. in the end, it's it's one guy. Like, and I get yeah. he's he's one branch of the government, right. but there yeah. are there are plenty other other people that are players even around him. This podcast that are going is making to... me feel so much better. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been having the same discussion mm-hmm. with every single Clinton supporter or yeah. undecided voter for the past three days. And just writing paragraph after paragraph on my phone. Yeah, it's going. I just gotta like. I feel like you should know this. I've known you it's for not a long be time. So and, yeah. yeah, the sun like, will come up come tomorrow. On. Like is every and that's that's what really disturbs me is that 
people know so little about the process right. and right. the institutions and the branches of government that this is yeah. earth shattering. Well, and it will also the other thing is that you, it's hard now because we're so we're just literally in the moment. You, it's hard to even have perspective on things. But six months from now, once we know, like you said, if this has taken place and we're not having the dramatic changes we anticipated. Democrats are going to be in a good position uh, mm-hmm. long term because now they've got their villain. Right. And, and Trump, whether you agree with him or disagree with him, he's a wonderful villain, right? Oh, yeah. There is going to be more tape that's released. He did something on, you know, whatever it is, whether it's The Apprentice, like stuff is going to keep coming out. Probably. And that is going to be fodder for, for Democrats and will help them maybe mobilize and get their act together, maybe find their coalition. Uh, so the swinging back and forth between the parties will will continue. <clears throat> is it? I mean, is that what we're at at this point? That it's gotten? It feels like a almost like a pendulum that's out of balance. I think like so. it keeps swinging a little bit farther each time, each and time. now we're just and hitting Trump the is, sides Trump is at this far. point. I mean, you think right. about how far the pendulum is. Right. I still, I still today this morning I was thinking about the fact he's going to live in the White House. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a presidential picture of Donald Trump. And even even if I totally agreed with all of his policies, which I don't... He's going to be in your textbooks. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Children, hundreds of years from now, if we're still around, if, if Trump hasn't nu- nuked the world, right, are going to be reading about Donald Trump. Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump. Trump. No, and that, again, the idea that this happened is... It'll, it's gonna. It's got to be studied for years and years and years that oh, this could happen. Yeah, because when Minnesota elected Jesse Ventura, that was that was curious, and people were like, "Well, that's fun." Right. But he didn't go through an eighteen-month grueling process of defeating what was it, sixteen or seventeen Republicans, establishment Republicans, and then beating one of the most powerful political forces in all of modern day the Clinton administration. Right. Right. This is something. Mm-hmm. He was. He wins. <laughs> he wins. <laughs> I, I mean, and that's like I, I'm. I'm even. I'm struggling to put thoughts together at this point. It's just like I. I don't. I. I, I it's like a, a a trailer for a movie, and I want to see the movie now. Yeah. No. It's yeah. And and like you said, go going back to the pendulum example. You swing so far this way with him. It's likely that the way the Democrats respond is by realizing that they can't be they can't be centrist anymore. They probably have to mobilize a more progressive agenda, which means that when that swing comes back, it might be further, more Bernie direction than it would be Clinton direction. Do you think? I don't know. Because realistically, I think that's what got them in trouble over the past four to eight years. I think people felt like they had policies shoved down their throat and methods of governance that really put them at a disadvantage they go no fuck you right like, we, I, yeah i don't need you to tell me that i'm i'm a racist because i'm disagreeing with the president right mm-hmm. now like it's just it i i don't necessarily think that having a more progressive agenda is going to help anyone right now or having a, even a more um conservative agenda sure. i honestly think he might be kind of a moderating force I, 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 no. <laughs> I can't go there. I will say one of the more interesting things that they were talking about in the election is the the exit polling. There were there's a significant chunk of voters who voted for Obama twice. Obama, Obama, right. Trump. Mm-hmm. That is that's kind of mind blowing to think that somebody could say 
I like Obama. I like. I'm gonna vote for him once, and then I'm gonna vote for him again, and then my next vote is Trump. Right. So something's happening there. Yeah. Uh, that, and I don't know if it's the if it's blue collar voters who you know were willing to embrace Obama and the hope and change excitement was important. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about that group, but that is that is that is telling that somebody could do that. Yeah. Uh, and it suggests that the pendulum can swing back. If if you can vote for Obama once or Obama twice and then Trump once, mm-hmm. like that that group can go wherever, right? And something's going to happen. They're going to get pissed off at whoever's in power yeah. next. Yeah, I mean, I think wh- if they get disenfranchised or the promises yeah. don't get fulfilled, yeah, they're going to go with whoever they think is going to do it. And, and long term, I don't term, necessarily think it's a bad idea. No, right. And long term, I wonder about that. You think about those the, the Trump supporters, the the disconnected, disenfranchised, uh, rural. You know, underperforming economic areas. I don't know. If, I don't know if that problem could be solved by Trump. I mean, he identified it and he said, "We're going to bring jobs back. We're going to bring you know bring good jobs back." I don't know if that can happen, right? Yeah. That's the reality is that the global economy shifted in a direction where factory jobs are gone, right? right? And some of it is, you know, they talk about going to Mexico. A lot of it has been it's gone to robots and it's been automized and mechanized and all of that. I don't think those jobs ever come back. John McCain said that once, and they're mm-hmm. like, "John, you can't say that." Uh, and I think he was honest about that, saying the economy has shifted, and so that group of of the United States, we have to rethink about how how they're connected, what their economic opportunities are. Mm-hmm. The idea that we're just going to bring great jobs back to America. I don't. What do those jobs look like? I. I that's the thing. It's not I don't Walmart. Think... It's not Hardee's. No, well, I mean, they have to be better than Walmart mm-hmm. and Hardee's, right? I mean, what what yeah. alternatives do they have right now? None. None. Right? They have no alternatives. Right. So he said he's going to do something. Right. But what is that? that he that, wins. Right. right. He wins. <laughs> so he wins short term. But that group is not going to go quietly. They're going to. No, say, I don't like, think so either. If four years from now, if there isn't some type of development there, you're right. They're, they're going to be angry again. But there's been no development over the past eight years. No. No. Absolutely. It's been it's been negative development. I would say it probably goes back to. I mean, I don't know if we go back to. The early '90s, when that that really the globalization starts hitting and those jobs start fleeing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, even if it's not those jobs, yeah. There's, I think, there's a real sentiment that the country, especially over the past eight years and probably longer, mm-hmm. has been run by the two coasts. Yeah, and oh, yeah. anything in between is of zero consequence. Yes. So even if you're not going to bring those specific factory jobs back. You need to invest something yeah. in the three fifths of the country that you've completely abandoned yeah. at this point, and people have had to fend for themselves. No, that's right, and I don't know how you do that in this new economy. I don't know what you do. I mean, you could talk about fracturing. Right, right. No, that's right. <laughs> I mean, farming is a little bit, but that's not that's not sustainable for for a number. Of... That's all there is right now. Right, uh, and and even that is controlled mainly sure. by. Corporation. There's this urbanization where everybody's being pulled into the cities or the suburbs around there, and then everybody outside of that is is disconnected. No, I don't know what we wrong. do. I hate the cities. It's really <laughs> no, I, I tell you, like, yeah, it's, it's noisy and it's smelly, noisy, and, yeah. crazy people. Right, I, mean, I don't need yeah, that. The older I get, the the more worried I am about crazy people. No, they're just insane. And staying up past ten. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nothing good happens past. 10. No, everything in the city starts late. Uh, <laughs> No, this is a, this is an issue where I could see four years or eight years down the road that group that rode him or that he rode to power could swing in another direction, and whether it's 
a more progressive agenda or whether it's a more centrist agenda that's hard to say but mm-hmm. um, no I, I it is it is certainly a group that needs to be dealt with yeah. so I mean just hypothetically what do you think is going to happen I mean do you think he's going to do anything drastic in the first few months yes I think he has to do a couple drastic things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means the full drastic agenda gets implemented, mm-hmm. but he's got to do How something. How many cruise ships is it going to take to get all the Muslims out? That's right. It's, I don't think he can touch that. I think your earlier point about like the symbolic wall, he's down there, He's you know he builds a real tall wall, something like that. He's got to do something to placate the base because they, I mean, they, does he, does he, does he, Begin an investigation of Hillary. Oh God! Last, that night, would... last night they were they were chanting when he came out, "Lock her up." It was there, <laughs> and he, he last night he did not he did not engage that. Mm-hmm. But if he does that, if he, that 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 is like world shattering. If oh my, well, realistically, if he does that, he's president for eight years. You know that, right? <laughs> so I don't know if he go, I don't know if he goes that direction. If he goes no. that direction, it's one path that could be. I honestly crazy. think they would have him killed. <laughs> it's, Secret Service, whoever whoever was going to get elected, Secret Service has to be crazy stressed. Yeah, I, my sense is in the first hundred days he does something symbolic: wall, tear up the Iran agreement, uh, investigation. He's got to do something big, and then the question is: does he does he say, okay, that was my window dressing? Oh, I'm tired. Mike Pence, like whatever you want to do, like just don't piss Putin off too much. I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's 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 what I'm hoping for. Is yeah. That there's not that you're really not talking about a Muslim ban, and you're really not talking about destroying NATO. That you're really not going to tear up NAFTA. Um, well, I, I mean, he's not going to destroy NATO. Like it's just not going to happen. He's not going to destroy NATO. No. He's not going to build a co- a complete country. Um, country-wide wall. Right. Like, like I, I mean, it, it's not the Mongols. Like they can, they can dig a tunnel. Like right. they do. No. And they the got catapults. submarines and drones and shit. And they launch them over the walls. Right. Too, right. Yeah. Uh, no. It, right. That's that's what the sensible side of me says. A lot of what he's doing is symbolic. You know, mobilizing the masses, and when he gets in office, all of that stuff gets moderated. Yeah. I, I hope. That's what happens. And then it's a more traditional Republican administration. Right. No big deal. Time goes on. He'll be an easy target for Democrats. Right. Um, if he does try to implement the agenda that he's laid out, then, then, then it's going to be, be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, at the Supreme Court, that's another one um, that I don't think has played a prominent role in the campaign, but mm-hmm. conceivably... Uh, Merrick Garland, uh, he's done, right? He's right. he's not going to get him. So they'll appoint that five four. He might. He's at least going to get one, and potentially two appointments. Mm-hmm. It's possible that at the end of his four years, it's a seven two conservative court. Because mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg, she, she's old, right? I mean, I don't. Can she hold on another four years? I don't know. She looks like a. I mean, she looks like a dried out husk of a person, and anyways. She, and I think they she. Look, she, she pulled her out of a tomb. But the thing is, like, she hates Trump. So, oh, yeah. You know, so she may, out of spite, and, like, old woman Just spite, live a little longer. Yes, that is, that she could do. Huh. So, I, so who knows what happens there. But that's another one, too. I mean, I, I think the liberals are concerned Roe v. Roe v. Wade, that's something that's on the table. He's not dumb enough to do that. But, but if he appoints, do you think so? If he there does? is no, I, and if he does, he is the dumbest 
political leader on the face of the planet in history. Yeah. It's not going to happen. With, like, I don't even have a, a, a yeah. backup point to that. He's not. It's <laughs> not going to happen. So that's that's untouchable. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that would be suicide. I would think so. I would think so. But the conservative base might, the, the not the conservative base, but that kind of neoconservative base might might want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Paul Ryan has to think long term about the Republican Party. I don't. I don't know where Trump is. I don't know if he's. If he's there to think about where the party is for, I don't think he cares so much about the I don't the party. think he cares either. Yeah. And realistically, I don't think he should. No, no. The party did nothing to him. No. And there's clear tension there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Purge. That's what I say. What's that? I said just purge them. Purge them. Yeah. Yes. They, I don't know. They yeah. went somewhere. My students were asking today whether there's a possibility of a third party. And I still, I think the institutional, the two-party system is so strong, it's hard to overcome that being said, we're seeing a shift to the margins, both you know the Bernie Sanders movement and the Donald Trump movement. Yeah. Not necessarily more conservative, but just distinct right. from how we've traditionally run the parties. And you wonder whether there is not some agreement between moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans to say, enough of this, right? You yeah. know, like Enough of the Bernies, enough of the Donalds, let's just get back to... You know, neoliberalism, open markets, and we thought that was going to happen four years ago. Wasn't that wasn't that the call? Four to, four four and eight years ago was that not the call? We can't you know we can't have this conservative demagogue that's running everything, and we can't have someone from our side that's you know equally as sure fucking crazy. Yeah, let's just you know kind of make it moderate. And that even this election, let's try and find mm-hmm. someone who's you know mm-hmm. good. It, it's a good balance that doesn't work anymore. Maybe maybe the the public doesn't just won't let that happen. Uh, I don't think they. I, I don't think they can. I think part of it is they don't know enough about the process. Yeah, which is. I mean, again, coming sure. from our backgrounds, that's the fucking well, problem. Absolutely. And then I would say the whole social media dynamic is... just evil. It is. And it's preventing conversation, right? right. So that, that there's no just moderates hilarious. anymore, right? Yeah. You know, conservatives are on, you know, they've got their networks and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff and, and, and Fox News and liberals go MSNBC. And so there's no conversation and it's so much easier to demonize the other. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, it's the <laughs> least effective worldwide communication tool that we could have ever conceived. Yeah. It's terrible. It is. It, but it's it's so fun, though, right? I mean, it's if you want to get that partisan itch scratched, right? You know, Facebook does that. Twitter does that. But it's The just... cable news do that. And you're like, ah, this is great. Uh, it's <laughs> just a world full of trolls, though. It, it, oh, the trolls. Where do these, these trolls come from? How do I they, don't know. Where do they have time for all this? I don't know. Oh. I wish I had time to just piss people off. We, we besides, need the on this, to start listening yeah. to our podcast. <laughs> if you could just hate this right. and respond to it, we'd really right, appreciate and, and that. Retweet it a little yeah. bit; it'd be great. Um, all right, running out of time. Um, what does this do for the media at this point? I personally think they have zero credibility left, and CNN should be dismantled. Uh, the media is point counterpoint. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I think the media is going to feel a lot of guilt. And rightfully so, they it feel guilt. It doesn't feel guilt. No, it. You could tell it's it, not self-aware. No, early on during the Republican primary, they ran and they promoted Donald Trump, and they thought this was great for business. Suddenly, ratings skyrocket, and then it got to the general election, and they said, "Oh my goodness, we created this." Right. And how do we stop it? And they they couldn't. 
But they tried. They tried real they did, hard. They know, they, especially the print media, they pushed back, right? Pushed back hard. And I think yeah. there was a sense that, oh, no, we created a monster. I, 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 even the past few days, you know, Hillary's up by du- mm-hmm. double-digit points in several states. And what the message yeah. was was, your vote doesn't matter. This is already in the bag. Don't even bother coming out. Or it was it was that to some degree, but it was also he's bad, right? Uh, and I think I think those assessments were accurate, right? You know, nailing him for some of the racism and the bigotry, but it didn't matter. Right? right. They came in, and, and you, whether it's the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Economist, I mean, I think Trump only had one or two papers, conservative papers, were lambasting, and papers yeah. that never have been endorsed a candidate. The U- USA Today, right? They're taking a stand. I think this was the, the journalist saying, nope, let's stop this. And it didn't matter. It, it, the monster had been created. That movement had been created. And they can't stop it. So they good. They play a big, <laughs> they, they bear a big burden in all of this. Yeah. Uh, and as we go forward, that I don't know if the Trump model can be repeated. No, they they broke the mold when they made him. Yes, uh, but, <laughs> let's hope so. Anyway, right, and I, so I don't know if it can happen again. I mean, somebody could run again on those that same platform of connecting with uh, disenfranch- disenfranchised voters. And, I think you can, or and you should, right? But but not in the same way that Trump did. No, uh, nobody this, could do that. this rejection of, of political correctness and all of that. And maybe you can. Maybe we just see a wave of this. Maybe this that is, I think you can do. You think so? Yeah, I, I I mean, and I think I've made this pretty clear over the years i despise political correctness yeah. it's i think it's one of the worst forces in our society right now yeah. and there needs to be an understanding and a respect for everyone but at the same time you need to be able to take a fucking joke sure like it's it's completely out of control but he he represents a, an absolute rejection of any like any democratic or social norms, right? He just intentionally... I don't think, I don't think he necessarily does. Really, I, I, think I think he's he a guy. I think he's a New York guy. But those guys don't run for president. Right? But he did, he and did. people liked it. I know, that's, that's, that's what scares me. But I Riddle me that. If there's somebody else, because you think about the rest of the Republicans who ran, and think about the Democrats, nobody, nobody has that kind of TV personality. And I wonder, I hope... I hope that doesn't become the model because then, no, you know, I, I was, it was David Brooks wrote a column for the New York Times last week, and it was talking about the lack of intellectual intellectualism in the conservative movement. Yeah, and it struck me because I, as I you know, I'm a liberal guy, but I really miss that intellectualism of conservatism, right? And, and Trump feels like he's an entertainer, but there's no ideas there, and I want to see even like Bill Buckley, you know, Bill Buckley, Irving Crystal, all those guys. They were engaging and challenging, right? And I think mm-hmm. I think liberals need to be pushed that way. Mm-hmm. And so my fear is that if we, we move the entertainment direction, it's it's not it's not as engaging as a you know a democratic process. Uh, yeah, I, I see that point. But at the same time, like every media outlet is now. Yeah. An entertainment outlet. Oh, yeah. It's it's not news no, at the, this point. The presidential election becomes a Kardashian episode. Right. That's that's what this was. Right. And it was so entertaining. Yeah. But again, those were UFC fights. Oh, those weren't debates. Yes. Yeah. No. And, and but it crushes the Democratic soul. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I mean, they they had to play along with it. They did. And they weren't they just weren't good at it. Yes. And, and maybe there is something unique about Trump where he was able to do that and. In the future, it, it, it's not likely to happen again. You better hope so. Uh, no, I, it is, but it was it was certainly something. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, 
Well, we're pretty much out of time at this point. Um, I guess at the Johnny Blood Red. You didn't like it? It's okay. Just okay. Maybe it was a little. It was a little warm. Oh yeah, warm. Um, warm beer is no good. Yeah, uh, I love Reds. Titletown Brewing. Titletown Brewing is fantastic. Oh my yeah. goodness, we were up there this weekend in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Packers lost. Titletown was great. Awesome. That's a win-win all the way around. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're just sort of in between on that one. I'll give it a pass. Yeah. Yeah. What was your other beer? Uh, off-color brewing scurry, which was actually pretty it's good. good. It's got a nice little. Oh, secret ingredients: honey, molasses, and flaked oats. It's always honey. It's always honey. <laughs> I had also a New Belgium Citradelic. Uh, it That's is a, a good one. Tangerine IPA. I Ooh. Love, I love a little like tangerine or grapefruit in my IPA. It's I think very I good. I've got a lot of tangerine type things that yeah, I never the, really no, got into. Those are those are good. That's sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, this was unfortunate slash fortunate for everyone. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll have a lot to talk about over the coming weeks. No question. Um, hopefully, we we get to do this a little bit more often. Um, well, uh, Bill, thank you again. Always, uh, always fun to chat. <laughs> we'll uh, probably going to change the name at some point because apparently Barstool Sports is a big thing, and I'm not a huge sports fan, so I didn't actually research that. Um, we'll we'll let you know. Um, all right, we will uh, we will talk to you next time.